Let's take off, baby. Let's just drive, honey, into the night sky, to the sunset shine, into the day, baby. This is Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz, along with Nick Nurbin from Pure Michigan. As one of the biggest USA hockey-sanctioned events each year, the Labatt Blue UP Adult Pond Hockey Tournament is as big and cool as the frozen lake it's played on in St. Ignace. Speaking of cool, snow and ice sculptors from all over the continent will converge on Frankenmuth soon for Zender's Snowfest. The 55th annual I-500 snowmobile race hits the frozen track in the Sioux January 28th through February 3rd. And in Detroit, the Monroe Street Midway is all decked out for the holidays, swapping out basketball and skating for Arctic slide sledding, winter bumper cars, and an indoor arcade. We travel Michigan next, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Welcome to Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz, along with Nick Nurbin from Pure Michigan. We're happy to be back with you again this week so we can talk about some very cool things happening around Pure Michigan. I hope some pretty cold things to happen around Pure Michigan, because here we are. It's that time of year. Some of us like the cold time of the year, the holiday season. I know I'm among that group. I know, Nick, you're among that group as well. I do. I happen to love the winter season for the outdoor recreation and all kinds of wonderful snow-related and ice-related possibilities during the winter. And when when we talk about ice, we talk about hockey. Hockey is a big part of everything that happens in Michigan, from the Detroit Red Wings to wonderful local hockey throughout the state. And as we head up to the Straits of Mackinac area to talk with Bridget Sorensen, the St. Ignace Events Manager, we're going to talk about the St. Ignace Pond Hockey Challenges, the Labatt Blue Adult Pond Hockey Championships. And Bridget, this is an event that draws people from far and wide, way beyond the borders of Michigan. Where do people travel fun to play in the tournament? We get a lot of states, um, Florida, Kentucky, Pennsylvania, New York. Uh, This year we have a team from Utah, uh, Connecticut. Hmm. In years past, we've had the Czech Republic. So um, we do get a lot from far away. It's pretty interesting. So these teams, they're used to playing pond hockey in comparison to like indoor hockey where you get to check excuse the pun with the checks uh you know where you're indoors and everything it's a different game so so they're they're obviously used to pond hockey where you're outside and and uh it you have to keep the the puck on the ice correct we're pretty unique um because it's the only tournament that is played on one of the great lakes um the tournaments are four on four with a maximum of seven players we do not have goalies. Um, the nets are about six inches by 24 inches. Um, so it's a different kind of hockey. Pucks are always flying. Um, we use snow banks to try to keep them in, but we lose thousands of, of pucks over the weekend. Well, and also pond hockey, you know, to me, that kind of brings back memories of childhood in Michigan where, you know, the kids from the neighborhood, when the, when the local pond froze over, we went out and skated around and we may not have had goals set up and things like that, but it was really part of kind of that neighborhood culture. And this is kind of trying to, to connect with that culture and bring folks together to enjoy fun, but also a little friendly competition. 
Absolutely. Yeah, actually, we we grew up on a gravel road, so we would try to do this on a gravel road. Not the best skating uh, options no. there, um, and we also didn't have um, uh, any kind of a goal. Um, describe the setting of the Labatt Blue UP Adult Pond Hockey Tournament because this is this is a really big deal. And mm-hmm. and are you going to be on the lake again this year? That is our hope. That the uh, Kiwanis Beach is always our preferred location. Um, it is right downtown. You get a beautiful view of Mackin Island. As long as we get the depth in the ice and we have good conditions, that's our preferred location. And usually takes us about a, two weeks to set it up, and we build anywhere from 24 to 30 rinks, depending on the number of teams and how much ice we actually have. And so that's um, the the place that you'd rather go is kind of where the ferries take off, right? Yes. Yeah, in St. Ignace. So you're you're out there, you know, kind of by the straits, and and getting really thick ice there is a little more difficult than uh, inland a little bit uh, on that small lake. But think about it, folks. You have dozens of these uh, these rinks all lined up in a pattern. Um, and and this is so impressive. So whichever location they're in, how do you prepare those rinks? Um, again, it depends on how much ice, but we, we have people that will walk out in the beginning and they drill so many random holes to check the depth. And then if, you know, we don't have a, a huge thickness, we'll maybe use tractors or four-wheelers. And then if we get 12 to 18 inches, we'll bring out pickup trucks to plow them and form those borders. Well, and Dave mentioned the kind of the spectacle. It's a, a large-scale event. And I just want to hear a little bit more about what it's like for a spectator. I can just show up if I want to, right, and just watch some of the competition? Absolutely. It's free. Um, we have upwards of, you know, 175 to 200 teams, so about 1,200, 1200 to 1,400 players that are there. Wow. Um, like I said, probably a, uh, 24 rinks and games going throughout the day. Um, we have a beer tent set up on shore. We always have live music. We have food. We have apparel to sell. Um, it's one of the funnest events in the community, especially during the winter. This happens in St. Ignace the weekend of February 15th through 18th. It's the same weekend as the UP 200 sled dog races. So I've often gone to both of these events. Uh, big impact on your community, but I'm sure you need to get hotel rooms like really soon if you want to come up there for the weekend, right? Absolutely. We don't have all of our hotels open during this time, but we do have some that open just for the weekend. So a lot of the teams that re- turn every year will book for the next year before they even leave yeah it's a good time right now actually to go to that website and and, you know we actually should mention uh that this is a usa hockey sanctioned event Uh, so it's a big deal uh for the community and it is as nick says it's a heck of a lot of fun to watch Uh, so uh check it out in saint ignis the labat blue up adult pond hockey event february 15th through the 18th The uh, website is the place to go and to learn all about it. And whether it's over there, you know, on the actual big water down by where the ferries are or on the smaller lake inland, it's a blast. The website is stignace.com. That is S-T-I-G-N-A-C-E dot com. 
And our thanks to Bridget Sorensen, the St. Ignace Events Manager, for being with us today. We're going to head over to Frankenmuth next to find out about the big snow fest here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz along with Nick Nurbin from Pure Michigan and my favorite time of the year. I really, truly, folks, I really do love this time of the year. Uh, I just want to see lots and lots and lots of snow uh, this winter. And I know our next guest is going to want to see a lot of snow in January. Yeah, that does, definitely does help. Uh, I, I also really enjoy some of the events that happen during the winter, not just the snow-related activities, but these events are wonderful. And over in Frankenmuth, we're going to talk with John Shelton, Vice President of Sales Marketing at Zenders, about Zenders Snowfest. And John, Snowfest has many different aspects of it, but I've, I visited recently and saw the huge snow sculptures, and these are so these are fantastic and, and a wonderful thing for families to participate in. How do people get involved in Snowfest? Well, it's, it's, it's an interesting question. Uh, for an artist standpoint, we have several different divisions. We have our single block and double block world-class competition, and you know this is our 33rd year of Snowfest, and they, these are really the best of the best, we like to call it. And But then we have a state competition that has a combination of uh, amateurs, per se, and we have a high school division. And those are really uh, art teachers trying to teach uh, uh, snow as a medium to, to create art. And that's been very, very successful for us. And then we even have a children's division where we take elementary school kids, about 300 throughout the process uh, of the program, and we just kind of teach them how to use snow as a creative way to, to form art. We show them different tools. So we really started at a young age, and we've actually had carvers go from being in our high school division to our state competition, all the way up to our world class. So it's really just trying to get young people involved in a new form of art versus clay or paint or so forth. It's really, it really has been successful for us. Well, John, I, I love the idea of using snow as a medium for sculpture, but I also love the idea of of seeing Frankenmuth as a place for outdoors in wintertime. You know, typically we think of a Michigan winter experience is going up north and skiing or, or snowmobiling or dog sledding or something like that. But you can enjoy winter at these really cool events uh, like this one in Frankenmuth as well. Um, set the scene for us because you have these different events uh, kind of all over town. Tell us where things happen. Well, uh, Zender's restaurant is quote-unquote the headquarters of Snowfest, but that's where you're going to see snow carving take place. And across the street at the Bavarian Inn is where we have our state competition. And then right next door to Zenders at Zender Park is the new Frankenmuth ice rink. You can go ice skating. That's really kind of added a nice activity over the last two years of people just coming out and that you just mentioned, enjoying that just the winter ambiance of Michigan, being outdoors. But so you can do that. But then we also have ice carving, which takes place at Zender Park. We have our what we call our Collegiate Alumni Challenge, uh, which takes place over the weekend on Friday and Saturday. And then we spread ice sculptures throughout town from the north end to the south end. So we just tried to create this winter wonderland of watching ice sculptures, 
uh, seeing displays and watching snow sculptures, but then right at Zender's parking lot is our warming tent. And so one of the things early on in Snowfest, we said, how do we make this more entertainment and how much more family fun? So we have bands, we have magic shows, we have food vendors, we have exhibit booths. So we just tried to create this whole ambiance of watching art, watching snow, watching ice, but also having a fun time while you do it. Yeah, and I noticed looking at some of the itinerary that in that warming tent, there's all kinds of live entertainment, live music, different bands. There's a children's play area. So this really is a family-friendly event. Yes, and, you know, the highlight is on Saturday of Snowfest is our fireworks show that starts around 645. But, yeah, you mentioned the children's play area. That's uh, a petting zoo. That's pony rides. And so people can go and uh, just kind of walk around, enjoy. Uh, there's all kinds of things. And there's always Cinder's famous chicken dinner that you mm-hmm. can go to as well as, all, as well as all the different shops in town uh, to visit. And whether you want fudge or you want cheese at the cheese house, there's still those infrastructures that allow people to come and have a great time. We're talking to John Shelton from Zenders uh, and Zenders Snowfest. And, John, you mentioned Bavarian Inn. And one thing I really love about Frankenmuth is this small town. You certainly have competition among the business folks, especially uh, between the two biggest family-owned restaurants in the country, right across the street from each other. But here you are working together on the Zenders Snowfest, you have Bavarian Inn, and you have Zenders, and you're all working together. I just think that's a fantastic thing. Just want to congratulate you for that. Well, thank you. You know, that's just been really Frank Moose DNA. Uh, I've been with Zenders for 32 years, and, you know, not only across the street at Bavarian Inn, but there's Browner's Christmas Wonderland. And really, the, the community has always said we felt that we've always been stronger working together uh, than trying to, although, as you mentioned, we do compete against each other, but uh, our our philosophy has always been we never wanted to be successful based on somebody else's demise. We just work together. And so we, we don't look at ourselves as necessarily competing against each other. I think if we say anything, we're competing against other great destinations in Michigan, uh, as you mentioned earlier, Traverse City. So we want people to come to Frankie Booth that we tried to figure out a long time ago. How do we get people to come to Frankie Booth and stay longer? So obviously that was the development for us for Zender Splash Village Hotel and Water Park. Then there's the golf, the, the fortress. We really want to be the premier family destination. We always like to say, uh, regardless the season, there's a reason to come to Frankenmuth. And so we just figured out that if we do this together, we'll be stronger and be more successful. So it's worked. Yeah, and when I visited the the the, the event, John, I, I did notice that. This is not just the two major businesses J- Dave mentioned, Zenders and Bavarian Inn, but the entire community does rally to really make a, a warm welcome to folks coming in from all over the state and beyond. But I actually wanted to talk a little bit more about the, skull, the snow sculpture contest and some of the teams. I imagine that that draws, you mentioned the statewide, the high school competition, and some of the, the more advanced teams. This has to draw teams from all over too, doesn't it? Yeah, well, our advanced teams, what we call our world-class, we have teams from all over the world that's participated at uh, Snowfest. In fact, we have a team coming from France. We have a team from Ohio. We have a lot of teams from uh, Illinois, Indiana, some more in the Midwest. But we've always had an international flavor. We have a team from Canada, and we have also have a team from Mexico. 
then as you mentioned, our state competition, those are people from all over the state of Michigan. We'll have in total with all our snow sculpting competitions about 70 snow blocks with our ice carving competition, and we do a 100-block, multi-block piece uh, for exhibition piece. And so we'll have about 125 to 150 ice sculptors spread out. The snow does a great job. And then we have our high school division. And our high school division is going to be pretty much area schools from mid-Michigan, as far as probably as far south as Grand Blanc to as far north around Bay City, Pecani. But we have 22 high school teams. And the teachers love it. And we have four-person teams. And they compete on Thursday and Friday. We do a big award banquet for those individual kids. So it's been a great opportunity for youngsters to get involved as, in this type of medium and, and have a great time doing it as well. It's fantastic, John. Uh, I have to ask you, we only have a short amount of time, but uh, I do know you, that you have an award-winning certified master ice sculptor as well. Tell us about him. That's Greg Butowski, and it's, uh, his company is out of uh, Columbus, Cleveland area. He's kind of expanded Greg's been with us for over a decade. Great young man. He brings his team of artists coming in, and that's the 100-piece uh, multi-block uh, that I was mentioned to you earlier. The theme for this year is kind of under the sea, so you'll see a lot of different uh, fish and lobsters and treasure chests and those type of things, and they do a great job. I bet. Uh, well, and, and, and when you head there, make sure to go to Zenders and ask John or the crew about the Dueling Piano Luncheon at noon as well. Just one of the many features that you can enjoy while visiting the Zenders Snowfest 2024. It's all happening this year, January 24th through the 28th. It's always a great deal of fun. You're going to really enjoy it. want to thank John Shelton for being with us today the Vice President of Sales and Marketing for Zenders. And uh, you, you just have to check it out. Any trip to Frankenmuth is worth it. The website to find out more is Zenders.com. It's an interesting spelling. Z-E-H-N-D-E-R-S.com forward slash Snowfest. We're going to head up to Sault Ste. Marie next. Check out the I-500 here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz, along with Nick Nurbin from Pure Michigan. And Nick, uh, I don't know if you've ever talked to our next guest before, but you have a treat to talk to him. And of course, we're going to talk about one of my favorite winter events. I don't think I've missed this event for, I don't know, 15 years or so. And I'm looking forward to this coming January, early February for the next one. When we talk about winter events in Michigan, Dave, the I-500 in Sault Ste. Marie has to be at the top of the list. This is a large-scale motorsports event that brings together the worlds of winter, racing, and wonderful spectator sport to create such an exciting multi-day event. And we're talking with Rick Federo, I-500 chairman. And Rick, as we look toward the 55th running of the I-500, set the stage for what folks can expect if they've never attended this race, like myself. I know Dave's been there many times, but I am looking forward to attending. Tell us what it looks like and what, it's, what the atmosphere is like there at the I-500. Well, 
first of all, thanks for having me. It's always a real pleasure. And nice to meet you, Nick. Yeah, the I-500 is 55 years in the running. And, you know, we're at the end of the world up here where I-75 ends and snowmobiling actually begins. So <laughs> the track sets in a north and south uh, setting. And it's actually right at the end of I-75 at the Canadian uh, border there. And the setting is it sits in a bowl. Our banks are spread out up to 60 feet on the corners. And, you know, you get thousands of spectators. And, and, you know, they're hardy people. They stand outside. A lot of them we have inside shooting, but they stand outside. And we get numbers in the thousands. So it's it, you're high above the track. You can look down on it because it kind of sits in a little bowl there. But it's a mile oval track. And um, we put down... You know, over a million and a half gallons of water to actually make the only mile oval ice track in North America. So we're giving people, uh, winter enthusiasts, sports enthusiasts, race fans, a really good vacation destination. And if you're a race fan, it's all the thrills of NASCAR. So it's a lot of fun. Well, Rick, uh, it does remind me of NASCAR, actually, because obviously you have that big oval. You have all the uh, the fans uh, surrounding the track. But even on the interior of the track, you see all those teams and, and kind of the, the pits and all that. It, it's, it's just like uh, how the big uh, cars are um, over there at uh, MIS. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Um, our pit gets filled. We have a full... Uh, field of 38 sleds that we call them sleds okay your snowmobiles as you'd have it that actually participate in the race and they line up just like they do at nascar and actually this whole event was designed right after nascar um 1969 some guys sat in a restaurant and looked across the street and there set the 1969 pace car for the indy 500 which happened to be a chevy camaro one of them said to the other guys, hey, you think we could run a snowmobile 500 miles like they do? <laughs> and here we go. The I-500 was born, and 55 years later, we're racing. Well, and that's the thing. When we talk about racing, and, and we were talking before the interview here about when, when NASCAR, the pits are such an active and dynamic place. And I imagine that when we look at a 500-mile snowmobile race, it's pretty similar. Oh, that's exactly right. You, you're spot on because um, when NASCAR pits, you see a bunch of team guys running out there. They're changing tires. They're filling fuel. They're cleaning glass. They're doing a whole bunch of things. Our teams that come here and professional race teams throughout the country and Canada, they they do the same thing. Each team has about four. They have 14 members, and when those guys pull in to make a pit stop, the average pit stop is about 22 seconds. And these 14 guys swarm around this uh, snowmobile, just like in NASCAR. They're changing fuel, they're changing skis, they're uh, changing hoods, belts, tracks, whatever it takes. And then the drivers are on it and they're gone, just like that. Yeah, it's fast. Well, Rick, I was telling uh, Nick and uh, Mark, our engineer, uh, about watching the race and and how it really is exciting. And you don't really have to be a race fan to really get into the mood of the entire thing. I never really thought of myself as a race fan until I went to the I-500 because of the, the skill and the daring nature of the entire thing. In this case, 
these these folks are on these sleds. They're I guess I, they're kind of on the sleds because they're in the corners. <laughs> they're they're leaning over yeah. so much. They're really not much on it. And in the vision, I don't even know how they see in all that ice dust. Well, you know, very good points you just brought up. Let me give you a picture, if you will. You're sitting on a snowmobile. Your hands are on the grips. When these guys are making their left turns, they're leaning out. Their knees and their left butt cheek, actually, are almost touching the ice. And they're leaning, and they're they're going 100 to 125 miles an hour in a pack of 38. Wow. So it is exciting. And the, what's really nice about this is that in the UP, this is the biggest event of the year. And it draws a lot of people to Michigan's oldest city. Sault Ste. Marie has so much to offer. The hospitality that you receive when you come to this community it's just spectacular, and it flows right over to our event. When you attend our event, you're family, and once you've been here, you're going to come back because it is exciting. You know, auto racing ends in September, roughly. You know, racing isn't over when the leash fall. We just change modes. When they're done, our guys are prepping for the I-500, and true race fans get the opportunity to continue that cycle, regardless of the type of racing. They love to come up. But even if you're not a racer, we have a week-long series of events that are just spectacular. We put down the, the ice, as I told you. We open up the track at midweek, and we allow people to actually ice skate on the track. We get hockey teams. We get people from the community. You're welcome to come up, put on a pair of skates, and take a trip around the famous Oval Mile. Then we go into time trials during the week and have midweek races. We have a spectacular uh, cornhole tournament, which is hosted at the Kuwait Casino in their big concert facility. We have the Miss I-500 pageant, which is awesome. It's like It's like a Vegas show. And it's held at the casino. It's open to the public. It's absolutely free. We have youth divisions, teen divisions, and some of our girls, women, go on to be um, a queen of uh, in in Canada. One of the pageant winners in Canada, Miss Canada. So it's a lot of fun. We've got that week long series of events, and we just. It's habit, and people want to come up and enjoy it, and the hospitality is just spectacular. We're talking with Rick Federo, chairman of the I-500. Rick, I wanted to just, I, I listened to you talk about the surface, and I'm a little bit curious about that because when we picture snowmobiling, most of the time it's, you're talking about a groomed snowmobile trail or going through fresh powder, but this is a much different surface, right? This, when you say that you, you allow folks to go out and ice skate on the track, this is a frozen ice surface. Can you tell us a little more about that? Sure. You know, when you think of snowmobile racing, people are thinking snow. They're racing on snow. Snow is our enemy. It actually slows these vehicles down. Um, their skis, it's like friction, if you can imagine. So we, we put down water and make ice, and it's extremely fast. The snowmobile belts that drive these sleds have studs in them that are two inches long, and it grips the ice. And back to your question earlier, it creates a lot of snow dust on the ice, and sometimes visibility is almost zero, and they're in a pack of 38. However, we put down this product called Urea, and it's designed to keep snow dust down. But what's important to us is strategically – 
this thing gets very technical because what's important in snowmobile racing is movement of air. Mother Nature plays a big part in our race. We need a breeze. We need that snow dust to be able to be blown off the track as these guys are racing, okay? And then we have the element of heavy snow. What's going to happen then? So we keep track of that during the race. We contact weather officials to let us know that something's going to come maybe in an hour or two and be prepared. And that matters because visibility is important. We want to keep all our drivers and teams safe, and they've got to be able to see the flag man. So the ice is smooth, but after it gets chewed up, it gets a little rough, as you can imagine. And after 500 miles, you, you get moguls at points. So mm-hmm. it gets very competitive. You know, we plow that track every 100 miles with gigantic road graders just to make sure that that dust is going to be kept down and we get it right back down to the smooth ice. So it's pretty intricate and it's pretty fun. And the people come there, they get to see the inner workings of all that. It all takes place during the race. It's an incredible thing. It's the 55th running of the I-500 snowmobile race coming up January 28th through February 3rd. Uh, you really should consider it up there in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, right across from Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. Uh, you can see the sleekest snow machines, uh, the sleds as they call them up there, on that um, one-mile uh, high-banked oval ice track, the biggest in the world. It's pretty incredible. For more information to plan your trip, go to i-500.com. And our thanks to Rick Federal, the I-500 chairman, for being with us today. We're going to head downstate to the big city of Detroit, find out what's happening wintertime on the Monroe Street Midway, right here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz, along with Nick Nurbin from Pure Michigan. We're talking about wintertime events here in Pure Michigan, my favorite time of the year. It should be your favorite time of the year, too. Summers are overrated, <laughs> I think. Come on. Come on. Let's enjoy Let's enjoy winter. You know, seriously, you know, I, I know summers are great. They really are, especially here in Pure Michigan. But, hey, we're a four-season state, and let's enjoy it. The uh, you know, like they say, just do it. If you live in a four-season state or if you're visiting a four-season state, you should try to enjoy all four seasons. I suffer through summer, so you should enjoy winter as I do. And you will if you uh, do some of the things we've been talking about today. And I'll tell you, when you're in the big city of Detroit, the great city of Detroit, there's something really cool you can do in wintertime. Well, absolutely. There are so many ways to enjoy winter across Michigan, including the great outdoors and all kinds of recreation. But in downtown Detroit, they've got a, a winter-long list and a bunch of activities that folks can come and participate in. And today we're going to head down to Detroit to talk to Dustin Stolzman, Bedrock Director of Experience, about Decked Out Detroit. And specifically, Dustin, the Monroe Street Midway has been something that has really been successful in bringing folks to downtown Detroit to find fun activities throughout the year. And I understand that this winter there's some new activities happening at the Monroe Street Midway. Yes, that is correct. So 
you know, just for awareness, too, since its launch in 2021, Midway has welcomed more than 360,000 visitors to downtown Detroit. Hmm. So, you know, really great statistics to get people familiarized with the downtown area. Um, We this year have, uh, you know, visitors that are going to be able to enjoy a wide range of downtown experiences. And so we'll be talking a little bit about what we have scheduled for this winter, which will include our puck putt. We have an Arctic slide. We have bumper cars, an arcade, and much more that's going to be happening um, at the Midway this season. Well, I'm really thrilled to hear all that. Uh, We need to really identify where uh, the Monroe Street Midway is, and we'll do that in just a second. But I have to tell you, I'm thrilled to hear that you're doing these wintertime events. You know, just before Super Bowl, I think it was the Super Bowl year, maybe it was the year before, we were involved in bringing kind of those the winter blast mm-hmm. to yep. Detroit. I think that was the first time we ever had these kind of winter experiences downtown. So it was really, really cool to be able to, to bring those experiences to a, a city center. Now you're doing that every year. So you're, you're located near Campus Martius Park, which is the the center of the city, and you're right that there in that area. Let's go through the individual features of the winter experiences that you can find at Monroe Street Midway. Yes, yeah, so the Monroe Street Midway, it sits on the site of the development at Cadillac Square. And, you know, this is an initiative that provides uh, family-friendly entertainment um, throughout both the winter and summer months, as you mentioned, and particularly this winter, um, like we discussed, we do have the Arctic slides. So this is a giant um, slide that kids can, of all ages, can actually go up and slide down. We also do have the winter bumper cars. So um, this is a unique experience in which everybody can um, have almost kind of like a ice-like experience on bumper car with bumper cars so that will be um, returning from last year a really fun thing for families to do instead of putt putt we actually transition to puck putt uh, for this winter so that's a really fun concept in which it's using hockey gear um, instead of traditional putter if you will um, and then we had an arcade last year Um, at the Midway site, and we're going to be bringing back even more um, games into that and enhancing that experience as well. So in addition, you know, we do have concessions on site as well. So lots of things throughout the season that we will be offering in addition to these staples um, at the Midway. Well, and I think a lot of folks are familiar with the Campus Martius area during the holidays for the tree lighting, for the ice skating, and for the Detroit downtown markets and those things. But it's fantastic to hear about all the family-type activities that are taking place. And this is right adjacent to that area where folks may come down and do a little holiday shopping, isn't it? That's correct. So it is kind of that uh, epicenter, if you will, for downtown and you know, it's nice because we want to make sure that what we're offering at the Midway is complementary to everything that's going to be happening this holiday season. Like you mentioned, the downtown Detroit markets, um, as well as the Campus Martius uh, skating rink area. Um, so lots of things to do. We also do have 
um, a new addition this year that I wanted to mention, which is going to be the 1001 Winter Wonders, another uh, place that's going to be in this area as well. And so this is actually returning um, from 2021. It's going to be in the lobby of 1001 of Woodward Avenue. So basically, this is a grand display of holiday spirit where families can visit Santa Claus and his elves this year. (laughs) So we're going to be running the 1001 Winter Wonders um, and having Santa Claus visit uh, Thursdays through Sundays this uh, holiday season, which will start November 16th um, through Christmas Eve. That's incredible. Uh, I have to ask you, uh, Dustin, you mentioned the winter bumper cars. Uh, how do you do that? Um, do you bring like bumper cars like we're used to seeing like at carnivals and you actually bring them um, to like a winter setting there? Yes. So wow. it is pretty much like that type of um, experience. It is a uh, operated by a partner roller cade. And so it is um, a synthetic ice experience. And so it feels like you're actually in an ice rink on these bumper cars, and it's still the same concept. So again, you know, families, kids, adults, everybody's able to enjoy that. And I was able to, last year, participate myself, and it is a lot of fun. Wow. Well, and then the Arctic slide, that thing sounds extremely exciting and fun to me. Do, is that kind of like 30 or 40 or more feet tall? That's a good question. I think <laughs> probably something around uh, around that scale for sure. Well, for the little um, kids, but, it's going to feel that way at least. Right. <laughs> Correct. So, yes. The, and the, how that works is essentially um, people take inner tubes to the top, and then we, of course, have operators up there to help make sure that everybody gets down safely but also has, uh, you know, a few seconds of fun. So mm-hmm. a nice way to kind of... Simulate that experience of flooding down a hill here in downtown Detroit. Well, it's, it's an incredible thing. Decked out Detroit at the Monroe Street Midway. And, and I have to tell you, that entire area there, uh, especially that, that Campus Martius area where you can do the ice skating as well, the holiday decorations and the lights, you can see the glow from far away as you're approaching the city. It's just simply beautiful and it really is befitting of the great city that detroit has become you need to check it out uh you need to head there you're going to truly enjoy it the website to find out more it's deckedoutdetroit.com and our thanks to dustin stolzman for being with us today that's all the time we have for travel michigan we'll talk to you next week here on travel michigan where your trip begins at michigan.org Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling.